Hare Krishna. I welcome all to everyday chant Hari Nam conference call. Today we are very fortunate to have Her Grace Prem Padmini Devi Dasi Mataji from India to enlighten us on verse 6, uh, chapter 11 of Canto 5. Uh, Mataji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Um, whenever you are ready, please take over the call, Mataji. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, Mataji. Please accept my humble obeisances. Now, glory is to Srila Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naranchaiva Narutamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayam Mudirayet Nashtaprayeshwa Badhreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naistiki Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langayate Girim Yat Kripatamaham Vandi Sri Gurum Dinatarinam Paramananda Madhavam Sri Chaitanya Ishwaram Simad Bhagavatam Canto 5 Chapter 11 Text 6 in the matter of Jadabharata instructs King Rahugana. Dukam sukam vyatirtam chati bram kalopapannam phalam avyanati alingya maya rachitantaratma svadehinam samsrishti samsriti chakrakutaha dukam unhappiness or dukkam Unhappiness due to impious activities, sukam. Happiness due to pious activities, yatiriktam, illusion, cha also. Tivram, very severe, kala uvapannam, obtained in the course of time. Palam, the resultant action. Avayanakti, creates. Alingya, embracing. Maya rachita, created by material nature. Anta atma, the mind. Swadehinam, the living being, samsriti, of the actions and reactions of material existence, chakrakuta, which deceives the living entity, wheel. Translation The materialistic mind, covering the living entity's soul, carries it to different species of life. This is called continued material existence. Due to the mind, the living entity suffers or enjoys. Material distress and happiness. Being thus illusioned, the mind further creates spies and impious activities and their karma, and thus the soul becomes conditioned. <clears throat> Mental activities under the influence of material nature cause happiness and distress within the material world. Being covered by illusion, the living entity eternally continues 
conditioned life under different designations. Such living entities are known as Nitya Baddha, eternally conditioned. On the whole, the mind is the cause of conditioned life. Therefore, the entire yogic process is meant to control the mind and the senses. If the mind is controlled, the senses are automatically controlled. And therefore, the soul is saved from the reactions of pious and impious activity. If the mind is engaged in the lotus of Krishna, Sarvai Manaha Krishna Padarandindrayu, the senses are automatically engaged in the Lord's service. When the mind and senses are engaged in devotional service, the living entity naturally becomes Krishna conscious. As soon as one always thinks of Krishna, he becomes a perfect yogi. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Yoginam api sarvesha antaratmana. Antaratma, the mind, is conditioned by material nature. As stated here, Maya rachitantaratma swadehinam samsriti chakrakuta. The mind being most powerful covers the living entity and puts them in the waves of material existence. Om Ajnana Tamirindrasya Jnana Jnana Shalakya Chakshurun Militam Enatrasmaya Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shemite Jaya Bhataka Swamilati Namli Nama Acharya Padaya Nitaay Kapapradayani Gaurakatha Dham Daya Nagarpram Tarni Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shemite Bhakti Vedanta Swamilati Namli Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharni Nirvati Shunivadi Pashtat Deshtatni Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunatya Nanda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare The materialistic mind covering the living entity's soul carries it to different species of life. This is called continued material existence. Due to the mind, the living entity suffers or enjoys material distress and happiness. Being thus illusioned, the mind further creates activities and their karma. And thus, the soul becomes conditioned. So, very important, valuable knowledge because the cause for our Suffering and bondage is given so nicely and especially we can see that Jadabharata has instructed King Rahugana on so many verses about the bondage caused by the mind. Because um, um, we can see that in Jadabharata's case, I mean as Bharata Maharaj, he remembers all the three lives. As Bharata Maharaj, he was so exalted, he had controlled his mind, uh, you know, so he was very, I mean, he was very spiritually advanced, and so much so that he had given up all his, you know, um, his kingdom, he was ruling over the entire earth, and uh, all the opulences, his family, everything, his kingdom, he just gave it up as if they are just, you know, um, something um, not worth having at all, something contemptible. He just gave it up very easily, very difficult to give up. Even with small things, people become so attached. And here he was the emperor of the whole earth. And he had a big family and very nice children and 
spice and a very nice kingdom. Everything was going on very well. And he voluntarily renounced everything. He put his son, um, I mean, uh, who, the, he the named his successor and made all arrangements and he left. But because he was not fully aware that how the mind, you know, it's so subtle that you can sure that oh, I've, now I've controlled the mind. So he became a little careless. He should have consulted the Guru before he took care of the deer, you know, lifelong commitment to take care of the deer. And so because of that, he fell down so badly, he had to take a deer's body. And that is why he very much emphasized about controlling the mind. And uh, here we can see there are three levels of activities of the mind which are being described. First thing is, the materialistic mind is covering the soul. We are not able to understand our uh, spiritual position because we are covered by the mind is covering the soul. The soul is residing in the heart and the soul is covered by this mind. And that is the thing, and it is carrying us from different species of life. This is called continued material existence. And due to the mind, also what happens? The enjoyment or suffering of material distress and happiness is also happening because of the mind. Because we allow ourselves to be completely on the platform, mental platform. What is happiness, what is distress, we are always uh, going by mental happiness and distress. So, we suffer very acutely. But on the other hand, somebody is controlling his mind and senses. Then he doesn't have to suffer so much. He's not affected by it. So that is another thing. It is also, we suffer or enjoy material distress and happiness because of the mind. And being thus illusioned, the mind further creates. So further creation of karma is also because of this mind. See how much of bondage it's creating for us. All suffering is because of the mind. And this is brought about very nicely in this verse, uh, given by Jada Bharata. Actually, this whole chapter, many, many verses, he's just said so much, uh, you know, how to be cautious, uh, to be, uh, you know, not be affected by the mind, to really realize uh, how that is the cause, the main, the mind is our biggest enemy. And um, if you see the structure of the universe described in the same um, canto, later you'll, uh, you know, we'll be studying the structure of the universe, right from, um, you know, uh, I mean, it starts with the middle planetary system, earthly planetary system, and, um, and then uh, also the Sumeru, you know, Jambudvipa and all the other dvipas of the earthly planetary systems and the Sumeru mountains and you know all the Devaloka and then the lower planetary systems, upper planetary systems, everything in great detail and how every we can see how varieties of um, planets are Krishna has created with different types of mentalities and all different uh, degrees of wanting sense enjoyment. Uh, you know, Krishna has created this facility all over the universe. 
us and according to what we desire, we are creating. This mind is the cause. Where we are going to be next is determined by our mind. And where we are now is also because of our mind. So knowing that, and, uh, you know, so we will understand what a variety, my God, this is just, uh, the mind is so, um, you know, different types of mentalities are there in, in this universe. But of course, everything is finally based on sense gratification, eating, sleeping, mating, defending. That's the main agenda, but varieties, different kinds of uh, sense gratification available. And we also see how the only place in this millions and trillions of planets, you know, which is spread all over the universe, the only place where we can purify our minds and, um, you know, elevate ourselves to higher planets or go back home back to Godhead. This is one planet called Bharata Kanda, which is again part of Bharata Varsha, which is, those are seven in number. And the Bharata Varsha is for part of Zipa. Jambudvipa has got nine, um, nine uh, Varshas. In the middle is the Ilavarata Varsha. And that is where the Sumeru mountain is situated. And um, so in the Sumeru mountain, from there, you know, the Ganga falls, uh, flows from the upper planetary system. And uh, on the top are the heavenly planets and all that. So uh, here, in the middle planetary system, so Jambudvipa is one dvipa. There are seven dvipas like that, or islands. Out of it, Jambu, I mean, it's all in concentric circles, and Jambudvipa is right in the center. And everywhere, even in the Jambudvipa, the only dvipa where spiritual thing is focused on is this. Um, I told you that Jambudvipa has got nine, uh, it's divided into nine bhatshas. Only Bharata Varsha, and in the Bharata Varsha also, only Bharata Khanda, which is our earth. Only there, the spiritual knowledge is emphasized, as, you know, um, not so much on sense gratification. You don't get so much opportunity, especially in India. It is meant for spiritual elevation. Every other place is meant for sense gratification. We, we have description of the, we have the lower planetary systems, Atala, Sutala, Vitala, they're all, uh, you know, Tala, Tala, Rasa, Tala, Patala, all those. Those are also, they're called Bila Swarga or uh, they are even more um, places for enjoyment. There is hardly much difficulties at all. Everything is very nice and you don't even have to suffer much, uh, you know, diseases, old age, because over there, the sun is also not there. So it's complete darkness. The only light is coming from the gems uh, on the woods of the Nagas. So because they're not aware of passes of uh, day and night, they're not aware of time at all. So they are completely en engrossed in sense gratification and all kinds of wonderful arrangements. It's even more beautiful than Swargaloka. Then you can imagine. So complete ignorance. And... Um, so, and the only place where you have some opportunity to come out of this ignorance is, is Bharata Kanda. 
so we can understand how very fortunate we are to be born here in bharata kanda and that's why chaitanya mahaprabhu said bharata me ahile manush janma nyara janma sarthaka kari kara par was this birth in the land of bharat which is very very special and that is where always keep the lord keeps coming to teach of course some avatars come in the heavenly planets also we have varaha dev came and then bahamana dev like that but most of them are all especially the most important one like krishna ram chaitanya mahaprabhu and all that are appearing on the bharat kanda and here are where all the sages are doing so many tapasyas of course you have in the higher planetary system like mahatloka janaloka great great sages and all but then they are purified from here they go there from bharat kanda they go there so all the purification happens here so such a wonderful opportunity and if we forget that if people in bharat varsha bharat kanda not understanding what of actually it's a privileged position but because of lack of study of the scriptures and not having knowledge of this and only just following the all the other knowledge is actually rakshasa knowledge because everywhere is complete sense gratification that is what everybody is following above the earthly planet earth also we have you know on the antariksha or in the space there is this yakshas rakshasas pishachas and all those you know um, then above that is the siddhas siddhas charanas vidyadharas um, those uh, they have some perfections and all that above that is so um all these um, uh, they uh, you know the the um, the aim of all these other planets are simply sense gratification and after being taken birth after having taken birth in bharat kanda which is a privilege so that we can come out of this uh come out of this cycle of birth and death constantly you know loitering all over the thing and that is why in bharat kanda you also have maximum suffering why so that you'll come out of this wanting to enjoy this is there everywhere it's a, a simply you know gardens of um, enjoyment descriptions you will see on the middle planetary system also in the earthly planetary system we're all in the middle planetary system but in among all the middle planetary uh, planets the even the earthly all the earthly planets only bharata kanda is meant for spiritual elevation within the jambudvipa also jambudvipa all of the varshas that's all heavenly enjoyment nice parks and beautiful you know rivers made of uh, you know beautiful like jambu free fruit and uh, different different kinds of uh, you know rivers are flowing like that with so much fragrance and all that and the oceans are also surrounded by um, you know milk and um honey and uh, yogurt and all these uh, something like liquor and all these things and people uh, are very beautiful that even the heavenly planet people they come there to enjoy you know it's like okay when you're um when you run out of your karma you know when it's almost over then they come there 
to enjoy a bit before coming to the earth. So that is what, I mean, everywhere else, so much ample opportunities are given for sense enjoyment. The only place where you see suffering for your karma and opportunity to rectify yourself, purify so many different tirthas and kundas and holy places and uh, holy scriptures, everything is dotted only in Bharat Varsha. Why? Because that is where, you know, you get, uh, I mean, you you can realize that, okay, actually, what am I doing? Rotating, it's all temporary. I need to go back to Godhead. That knowledge you get only over here. And that is why there is also a lot of suffering in India because here is not a meant for a place. And if you behave like you're not meant to behave here, then there will be suffering, right? You're not meant for sense enjoyment over here. You're meant to elevate your consciousness. And because that is, they're not happening in Kalpana, so there's so much suffering. And then Indians get, you know, they get uh, disturbed. Oh, what's the use? You know, we did all this pujas and this and that. Yes, yes. But we only are uh, suffering maximum. Everyone else seems to be enjoying. But because the, uh, I mean, the elevation, the root cause of why you're suffering all these things, who are you? You're the mind. I mean, you're not the mind. And how to control the mind? And then even going to all the higher planetary systems, even in this life, all those uh, methods like the yogi who does Ashtanga Yoga and he has full control of his mind and intelligence can leave his body here and then he can uh, sort of, you know, he can connect himself with the air by controlling the breath within his body. He can um, take a soul in a subtle body. He can, uh, you know, through the breath control, he connects the life air within his he connects it with the universal air and through that, because of uh, not having the gross body, he can very quickly in seconds, he can go to any planet. So, such advanced knowledge and methodology are all available. And that's why you'll have such many people doing all yoga, uh, meditation in Himalayas, you'll find sadhus, you know. And they'll wonder why they are sitting there, what they are doing, they are sitting, you know, they look um, like almost disheveled and, um, you know, all hair grown, every, I mean, you know, unkept and not eating much. And so we think, oh, what a life. But they, we don't know, they have superior knowledge by which they can go to other um, planets. Of course, that is also not ideal, but at least they have considered their mind great extent that they have an option you want to go somewhere in the material universe anywhere you can tra transfer yourself or you can go back to Godhead so such advanced knowledge is there and of course the most important thing is um, Bhakti Yoga that simply I mean that is the greatest um, benediction which is being given in this age nobody is even interested in all this no one has any belief of it we're so fallen in Kaliuga, we can't appreciate all this. Vedas, Upanishads, and all, most of them have even disappeared. They've been destroyed. And many times, you know, Nalanda University was burnt all so many um, by the foreign, um, Muslim invader, you know, that, what is his name? Um, 
I get the Muslim conqueror who Mughal who you know destroyed that and so much of our basic texts they're so envious of our knowledge. So anyway, most of the uh, so what left and out of that the most important Saitanya Mahaprabhu said is the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita which describes his life which is practical explanation of spiritual understanding and bhakti this is the most important and through this we can you know understand everything we can again be reinstated in knowledge and our lives are so short in Kali Yuga and full of diseases and all distresses, everything. But in this age, we've been given this knowledge. It's a real boon from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, real a kind of great magnanimity they've given, heaped on us. Because we are most unqualified in this age. We just want sense gratification and nothing more. And our knowledge is also all based on technology to exploit matter and enjoy more and more. So, in this scenario we can understand this knowledge which he is giving is so important for us. Even though we chant, but devotees also, we just chant that, but just the lips saying Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, that's also purifying. Just chant any way you just open your mouth and chant, even offensive chanting, even you don't even mean Krishna. Then also you are getting purified, like how uh, you know Haridas Thakur was questioned by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Oh Haridas Thakura, how will all the people who are beyond this Vedic purview, uh, you know, who um, don't know anything about uh, the Lord or His names, how will they be delivered? But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to deliver everyone, first on this earth, then all over the universe. And uh, so he was asking what to do, uh, I mean, how to deliver. So uh, Haridas Thakura said, he's the Acharya of the Holy Name, and he said, don't worry, my Lord. Every, you know, others, like the Yamanas and all that, they have, they say, Haram, 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 Haram. They say that. They, they've got Ram in that word. By just saying that, they will get the benefit of chanting. And in English also, we have Hari. Hurry up, hurry, hurry. Right? And then we have Ramada hotels, uh, hotels and all that. Oh, Ram is uh, actually appears in sort of what is the Ram? Um, Ram comes quite frequently in so many ways. So they will also be delivered. Somehow, somehow they chant the name of Krishna, then somehow they will, uh, you know, so many sins are and. Then we get repeated opportunity to keep chanting the names of God. That is the greatest benediction. And it doesn't even depend upon, uh, you know, um, how we were or how we are or where we are living even. Whichever part of uh, this thing, you don't even have to be living in a pious place and all that. Anywhere, simply chant the holy name and that can elevate the consciousness. So, but... The thing is, yes, it, but if you want quick elevation, within one lifetime we want complete success, then we have to work a little harder. Not this offensive chanting, oh, I also said Hari Hari, Haram, and all that. So uh, anyway, I'm better than that, at least I'm chanting Hari Krishna Mantra, uh, you know, with uh, complete, I mean, I'm, I really want to mean the Lord, I'm not just saying something else. So, okay, that's very good. 
That's, but if we want to finish it in one lifetime, then we have to really concentrate on controlling the mind. This is what Raghugana, um, I mean, um, Jadabharata is telling. We, we have to be aware of this materialistic mind, how it is covering our soul. And the soul is trying to contact Krishna. You know, when we are chanting Hare Krishna mantra, so that is Krishna himself. So I've come as holy name. So don't worry. When he was taking sannyas and leaving Navadvipa, all the devotees were crying. How can we live without you? And he said, don't worry. I've come uh, incarnated as my holy name. And I'm also for in the deity form. So you'll never miss me. I mean, I'll always give you company. So the Lord is giving us company. but And the soul is eager. Actually, we've come away from him for how many, uh, you know, how many millions of births we've forgotten him completely. We've forgotten Krishna. And we're very busy in different, different lifespans, doing our, uh, you know, small little sundry things, very thinking, we're very fortunate. Like, you know, it's mentioned in Vitala, um, Vitala, right? Uh, the lower planetary systems, they are all uh, demonic people, Daityas and Danavas live. And there in Vitala, Shiva and Parvati are living uh, there. And they, uh, you know, to produce living entities, when they, are the, the, you know, when they have uh, union, then that mixture of the, or emulsification of their, uh, this thing, you know, the liquid, that is uh, there in the river form. And when the air, you know, the fire from the air, it mixes with that, uh, you know, emulsification from that, um, uh, you know, in that river, then it spits out, um, you know, some chemical reactions happen because of the fire mixing with that. And then that falls on the um, shores and it becomes gold. So there's a lot of gold there and all the, you know, wives and all that, they're very happy. They buy, uh, men also maybe. The men and women, they wear a lot of gold and they go around very happy. They're very happy. <laughs> so, small things like that, are, we are very satisfied. Okay, so many millions of births we've had, different, different families and car enjoyment, going to the park with our families and, and dressing up and going for social occasions. And that's it. We're quite happy. We've forgotten Krishna completely. And so, Mantra, a soul is completely sleeping. It has never heard Krishna's name all these lifetimes. Or even if they heard, uh, you know, maybe we heard in our previous life, so again, this life, we somehow got it faster, maybe, or it's just sheer luck, uh, mercy, whatever it may be. But, you know, we have not really concentrated on uh, thinking about Krishna. And so, because of that, soul is absolutely sleeping, thinking, I am this body, I am enjoying or suffering. <coughs> and that is all. The conception is by the mind. And the mind has got some special properties. What are those properties? The mind is actually acting opposite of the soul. The soul is very pure. It's very straightforward, you know. It's, um, is positive because the soul, when, when it regains its original nature because of being in contact with Krishna, it develops qualities of Krishna. And in order to keep the soul in a sleeping state, 
the mind is opposite of all spiritual qualities, a materialistic mind. That's why the mind is the enemy, because it is like a duct and you know, it, you put a lid and shut it. So, um, it is completely covering the soul and keeping it inside so that uh, uh, we, we will never, you know, we won't even contemplate on Krishna. And that is why mind actually always acts very negative. If you leave it to the mind, oh, what happens, see, what are some of the qualities of the mind? We always assume the worst of the situation, fear. We are thinking of some news, you know, I don't know how this person far away is. We'll always be afraid, oh, I hope nothing bad happens. Or if, um, you know, um, something happens and, you know, some small thing which is not very... Uh, you know, uh, not very uh, pleasant, uh, I mean, not very favorable for our liking, then what we do, we connect so many, join the dots with other, uh, you know, like likely things which are connected and then we make a big story out of it. Mind always imagines. Mind means imagination. So that is why we should never trust the mind so much. But we trust the mind as if we are the mind. We are not the mind. We are not the body. They're not the mind also, because you can see the mind is simply covering on the soul. I'm the soul, I'm not even the mind. So because of that, what happens? All kinds of imaginary things we live in. An imaginary world and enjoyment and suffering is all our own imagination. There's no actual, uh, it's not real. Real happiness and real enjoyment is on the soul, because that is our real self. Now, this is a kind of a virtual reality and it's like, you know, like a dream because uh, it's, uh, you know, dreams also happen on the mind, mental level. When you go to sleep, the body is not active, so the mind becomes active. So, it's like a dream, except that when we are awake, then we are, uh, you know, uh, dreaming along with the gross body. But at night, we dream only with the subtle body. That's the only difference. But all feelings and everything that we experience are all at the mental level. So just like we don't give importance to dreams in the night, we should not give importance to dreams in the daytime, daydreaming also. All the thought processes which are, uh, you know, constantly bombarding us, it's also on the mental platform, which is also like a dream. And unnecessarily by giving importance to what the mind is saying, we enjoy or suffer. Right? We are always, um, mind always gives us fear of the unknown and then uh, it's always negative, um, you know, afraid of the future and uh, it's always dwelling in the past or in the future, never in the present. When you're chanting Hare Krishna, we are, we have decided I'm going to spend time with Krishna. But then what happens? Other than Krishna, the mind takes us everywhere else. So, this is the nature of the mind, you know, to take us away from Krishna, completely keep us on the material atmosphere, you know. So, that is why it's covering the soul and its nature is to keep us, block us completely from Krishna. And that is why we have to use our intelligence because intelligence is greater than the mind. And because somehow, because of Krishna's mercy, devotee's mercy, costless mercy, Somehow we did some good seva, something, some because of some spiritual uh, elevation we did, 
in previous lives or some good uh, sattva guna because of mode of goodness we decided to do some spiritual activity so because of all these somehow we started chanting hari krishna mantra and so when we started doing that you now the mind wants to have complete control of the soul as we start chanting hari krishna and then the soul starts uh, advancing more and more what will happen to the mind the mind will be burnt out and that's a fact the mantra means man trayate man uh, is the mind trayate means liberated so mind is going to be completely liberated by chanting hari krishna mantra so naturally the mind is going to fight back and keep us no 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 i don't want to be liberated i want to be the boss and i want to control you so this is how i mean it's it's controlled by the material nature is everything is personified so the mind is being uh, you know controlled by maya devi and so she is not going to let us off so easily okay somehow we started chanting hari krishna mantra by vaishnava's mercy by krishna's costless mercy we got the chance to chant and then maya devi is uh, no she is not going to let us off so she is using all these you know the mind that's why krishna says don't try to fight the mind because the mind is maya dikshe you know um daivihi esha gunamayi mama maya duratyaya this mind is under the daivi maya so you cannot fight it don't even try mameva prapadyante maya metam taran only by taking shelter of me you can go beyond it and actually it takes a very long time for yogis we have to leave everything and go and sit in a forest don't look at anything and everybody just give up all contact with all society everything sit in question uh, you have to control your mind and that takes many lifetimes then you can imagine how difficult it is to control the mind somehow by reading the scriptures and all they get the knowledge that oh mind is the, you know we have to control the mind then only i can make a great or uh, you know go anywhere uh, advance and all that so they go and go ahead and do it but it's so difficult whereas uh, here krishna is saying the easy way is you just take shelter of me mayam etam tarantite you can easily cross beyond it that's why bhakti yogis were in this life only we can get not just liberated we can go back to godhead be with krishna and that is why you know some of the yogis and all that they couldn't believe how what are you saying that's why the gopal chakravarti brahma when haridas thakur was talking about how powerful the holy names are that just like the sun's rays even before the sun arises in the horizon because the sunrise is just started in the horizon and already at dawn beginning of dawn only darkness is gone so in the same way even we are offensive chanting just we started chanting so wandering everywhere something we are chanting without much knowledge and still it clears away so much of our ignorance so we were saying how liberation is very easy even offensive chanting can produce liberation he said that and that's where the gopal chakravarti you know he is a completely a, a scholar who uh, you know gyani yogi believe more in that you know very proud and so he said what is this uh, 
Oh, you are saying simply by chanting Krishna's names a few times. I mean, offensive chanting in one lifetime only you can be liberated. How can you say that? Yeah, yogis and all, how difficult it is. So, Harita Sakura smiled. Yes, that is the power of the holy name. That is the power of Krishna. And he said, no, if you think you're, if you're exaggerating all this and what you say is not true at the top of your nose, he threatened Haridas Thakura and Haridas Thakura smiled and he said, no, if what I say is not true at the top of my own nose, you don't even have to chop it off. So that is the kind of confidence he had in the power of the holy name. And so we have to take a real F, uh, you know, uh, a real uh, um, advantage of this because it is mantra, we can be liberated very easily controlling the mind and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said take shelter, that's what, just cry cry to Lord Nityananda, cry to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu please help me, that's what Prabhupada said, cry, that's the best way you just depend on Krishna that's the fastest way. We are, we cannot do on our own. You know, you keep on rebelling. You know, the mind is going there. Oh, today it went there. I, I never saw, I don't even know what they chanted. Because sometimes devotees are not even aware of what they're chanting even. That is why sometimes they miss many words in the mantra and they're not aware. Because they're not even hearing what they're chanting. They're happily there in the mind somewhere, wandering. So, that is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave us a very beautiful method by which we can control the mind by chanting. And that is, he doesn't even talk about the mind. He says, you take the ghee and put it in the wooden spoon of your tongue. And the ghee is the holy name and put it in the yadnikunda, which is the ear. And the ghee goes down, the because the holy name is Krishna and it's entering our ears and it's going down into our heart and when the heart is where the soul is and then you know because pure name is going the more we he just says put the holy name there and then it will go and awaken the soul and the soul will become aware of Krishna so mind will be conquered and that is why he never talked about the mind at all from the mouth to the ear normally we think you know even though mind is actually covering the soul but uh, it, as a machine, uh, you know, it's using the head, right? All thoughts and everything. Even though it's like, it's like what is intelligence also? Science doesn't know where intelligence is locate, located. They think that intelligence is in the brain. But the brain is simply some, uh, I mean, it's a organism, uh, you know, it's um, it's got some nerves and uh, all these things. Uh, how can, what is intelligence? Can it be just an organ? That uh, uh, an organ is intelligence? Intelligence is something amazing. They, uh, scientists don't know what intelligence is and where it's coming from. Whereas Krishna is saying, intelligence from me. From me comes, uh, I am the source of all intelligence. I am intelligence in man. And he says, from me comes knowledge, forgetfulness and remembrance. So, Paramatma. And Paramatma, uh, so from there he is giving it to the Atma. And uh, so that is being um, you know, covered by the mind, blocked. The more we are um, a victim of the mind, our intelligence doesn't work. 
the more we control the mind, then intelligence becomes sharp. And that is because of taking, making, uh, chanting the names of Krishna, then intelligence becomes sharper. Then, because of intelligence, mind becomes controlled. And because mind is controlled, senses become controlled. And we are making progress. So, it is all starting from Krishna. This is the amazing thing that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given, that he is starting from the topmost platform. All other processes are coming from below. Control the, control the senses, do tapasya, like, you know, yoga is yama, niyama, and all these things and breath control and slowly control the mind, then you go into deep meditation. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is circumventing, or, I mean, uh, going beyond all that, and he's starting from the spiritual platform, direct contact with Krishna. Ignore the mind, ignore the body, and simply hear the holy name, and then everything gets controlled. Senses also. Mm-hmm. Simply we think of Krishna, and we get a higher taste and we can overcome very soon all the four regulative principles. It's amazing how all over the world people can control all the you know, four regulative principles which is so difficult for normally people to overcome. And then simply chant Hare Krishna and within a few um, months they say, yeah, now I'm following all four things. So that is the power of the holy name. That by taking uh, shelter of Krishna, we can make rapid advancement. And then we also see that because here in mind, due to the mind, the living entity suffers or enjoys material distress and happiness. First thing that happens is that because of controlling the mind and senses and fixing our attention on Krishna, we don't even suffer much. You know, first of all, uh, like um, all the... Um, devotees don't suffer so much hunger pangs and thirst and those sort of things or any headaches and pains and you know you can overcome if you're engaged in Krishna service we know that sometimes you know like Janmashtami we hold day we fast normally it's unthinkable that you know old 24 um, how many hours from morning 6 till uh, more than uh, how many 18 hours Almost, uh, yeah, 18 to 20 hours, we're not uh, eating anything. And also many devotees without drinking water also. Of course, you can drink, but many people want to do nirjal for Janmashtami. And they don't even, they don't, they don't worry about it. They're always so happy fasting. Why? Because, uh, you know, the... They are, because of Krishna, they are thinking of Krishna. You have to think of Krishna. If you don't think of Krishna, then every five minutes you will think, Oh, when will Krishna be born <laughs> so that I can eat? Uh, because we engage in thinking of Krishna, read about him or read with devotees, do some service and hear about Krishna, then we forget. forget all about eating, drinking, everything. So that is how, uh, you know, the mind, by controlling the mind, then the first thing is we don't suffer. Then illusion, being does illusion, the mind further creates spies and impious activities and their karma. So that also goes away. Because our illusion goes away due to chanting and the mind is controlled, then we are no longer thinking on the body and the mind and attached to simply sense gratification. So our karma also gets we get rid of all those pious, impious and, and the uh, karmas. 
and we become liberated. Such a great thing. In the whole universe, this is the one factory here in Bharata Ghatta where this is happening. In all other places, you go to Maharloka, Janaloka, okay, they continue. But there is no fallen person being, uh, you know, uh, purified over there. You have to purify here and then you are allowed to be there with exalted souls there. But all purification and rectification is all happening only in this one breath, in the entire universe. Just imagine only one planet. That is this Bharata Khanda. And you can imagine how rare it is and how fortunate we are. And this is the first place that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give this knowledge, Hare Krishna, Sankirtan. And of course, Prabhupada is being, uh, taking to other places. God knows which all heavenly, which planet she is sending all his uh, disciples to and where all they are preaching. They must be doing Sankirtan in many, many uh, planets. So that must be happening. But it all started with our Bharata Varsha, Bharata Khanda. And we directly had Chaitanya Mahaprabhu here, his lotus feet, and all the knowledge of how we can elevate our consciousness. And that is the most important thing of life, elevating our consciousness and not be just controlled, be completely controlled and helpless, um, you know, and forgetful and not even aware of who I am. That's very sad and total ignorance. So that is why, because Jadabharata has really suffered after being so much elevated and being in Bharata Kanda, he got that knowledge and he went to do tapasya in uh, which place did he go to? He was uh, uh, doing this tapasya and remembers, it was mentioned here, no? Jadabharata, where he went? Uh, yeah, which forest, okay. Anyway, so he was doing all that and then just because of a little inattention and identifying with his mind, become a little bit of carelessness. We have to constantly use our intelligence to decide whether what I'm thinking is material or spiritual. That is intelligence. The role of intelligence is to determine whether what I'm doing is under Devi Maya or Mahamaya. So he became a little, um, because of his soft-heartedness, he felt kind, and then he stopped thinking, what am I doing? Why am I giving so much, uh, you know, um, maybe he felt a little, uh, you know, it happens, you're all alone. Devotee will, wants to show love. And he was all alone sitting there, and so, he might have felt, uh, you know, this opportunity to show his compassion, love, you know, uh, manifested in the form of a deer. And so he stopped thinking even. <clears throat> that is why it's so important to preach. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given us three things. Nama Ruchi, Jeeva Daya and Vaishnav Seva. All three we should do. Namaruchi, of course, a holy, holy name we need to take shelter of and become very much, uh, you know, um, that is the main this thing that we develop more and more taste in chanting the holy name. That is what is going to uplift and elevate us. Vaishnav Seva, we do so that we become very 
with all blessings and instructions from Vaishnava so that we can make very easily progress and we are protected under their shelter and uh, Jeevadaya of giving this, sharing with others also this. So then all, uh, you know, all our love because we are packing ourselves from materialistic society, right? We're not going for all the parties and um, all the social gatherings and so on. We try to avoid only the most important whatever and if, uh, if at all we can also preach and all that. Otherwise, then if we are not, then if we are cut, cut ourselves from society, then we'll become dry. Right? We want to interact and people will also say, what is this? You're all uh, very selfish. You don't bother about anybody and all that. That is why He has given us Jeevdaya because we can interact with people outside by in, uh, you know, giving them the holy name, by giving our association so that we can enlighten them about Krishna consciousness. So that's why we are not cut off. If you are preaching, you don't feel cut off from the whole society. If you're not preaching and only doing deity worship and let's go to the temple, whatever little service, then you will feel cut off. And, you know, uh, so that need for compassion, we need to show that love. And that can be done if we are preaching. So that's why he's given all these three and then balance, then we'll make very nice, easy, quick progress. And his Zephtha Swami says that, you know, somebody who, I mean, from the Shastras, he's quoting, I don't know, maybe Chaitanya Charitamrita has mentioned that anybody who is preaching his, uh, you know, up, uh, his uh, offenses and sins will be wiped out faster. Because we are doing something good for others. Now, every uh, we may have committed a lot of sins, right? And um, and somehow by Nityananda Prabhu's mercy and uh, Prabhupada's and Gurudev's and all Vaishnava's mercy, somehow we have come out of that. Now, uh, you know, so we also want to be a good person, no? We also, we don't want to be like that old person who are doing all, you know, totally materially attached, doing all sinful activities. We want, the soul wants to be in the mode of goodness, doing all nice spiritual activities. So, preaching is the best activities, most powerful, most sattvic, most elevating, and burns up all our lower tendencies of, you know, for, for, you know, tamoguna and rajoguna, tamoguna fault-finding, criticizing, envious of people, all this. Rajoguna, competitive, wanting to be the top, wanting to be the controller, dominator, name, fame, all these sort of position control. So, uh, all these lower gunas can be wiped out if we are engaged in guna activity. And that is giving, uh, you know, this knowledge and engaging people also in Krishna's service. Not for anything in return. Simply out of love we are doing. So it elevates our consciousness very quickly and we can realize Krishna ultimately why we are doing that because we want to Krishna Prema, we want contact with Krishna, we want uh, you know our original relationship with Krishna which alone can make us happy. Any bit of covering which uh, takes us away from Krishna is actually makes a soul very sad, the soul becomes very happy. When contact with Krishna. That's why when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared here, everybody was so happy to see him. 
so much so that even animals started dancing. They saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, even deers and tigers, everyone came and licked his body. I mean, even they were attracted. And even atheistic people, they were also swept by all the devotion of the masses, you know, singing and dancing. So the soul actually feels happy only in connection with Krishna. And without Krishna, it's in darkness. You know, we are kept in complete darkness and the mind is completely controlling, this, I mean, covering the soul and not allowing us to experience Krishna at all. All the mental speculators, they keep on speculating about something within this material universe. That's all they can speculate about. They cannot speculate about the spiritual things. I mean, like, you know, because mind is material. You cannot speculate on spirit. And so, they can only think about, okay, they can think uh, like, you know, uh, what happens and um, like up to Mayavadis also keep speculating how to get rid of this material, uh, this thing, uh, you know, bondage. And so they think, oh, this is not, this is not, this, that is not, this, nothing, everything is Maya. So that is the maximum they are able to do using the mind. So that is why this benediction, we need mercy of Krishna, mercy of Guru, mercy of Vaishnava, spiritual mercy by which the soul can wake up and then the covering of the mind can be pierced, can be removed by the Lord's mercy. And so that's why every day we have to cry out to Krishna, please raise me. I have been in total darkness, you know, the nectar of devotion, it says there are three types of prayers a devotee does to Krishna. One is sampratana with feeling. He tells, glorifies Krishna. Krishna, you're so merciful, you're so great, you're so kind, all that glorifying him. Second, with the dainya bhavana. I'm so fallen, Krishna. I'm such a rascal, a rogue. I mean, how many lifetimes I've just, you know, forgotten you and never wanted to do any good thing. I've been totally ignorant fool. That is Dainya Bhavana, you know, putting ourselves, you know, a materialist can never cry like that. The materialist will think, I am very great, I have done so many pujas and I am so knowledgeable. They will never feel this Dainya Bhavana. So that itself is an advancement if you can cry before the pray to the Lord that I am really a useless fool and I am, uh, you know, uh, rotting in this material world, please uplift me. That's third, second type, Danya. And the third is Lalasamai. That Krishna, when will I engage in, you know, this is uh, in direct service Krishna. Lalasa means um, uh, greed, great greed to serve the Lord. So, that is uh, the perfectional stage there. <coughs> and we have understood our relationship with Krishna, that he is the master and the servant. And I have to do what Krishna tells me and that's my happiness. So in that stage then, we are filled with prayers. Oh, when will I be able to fan you? Say somebody's got a Dasya Bhavana, you know, that is their this thing. And they say, oh Krishna, when will I actually be able to fan you and you tell me, fan me here, fan me, whatever, you know. So that kind of prayer. So these are the three types of prayers we can offer Krishna. One is glorifying. And second, Dainya Bhavana, and third, Lalsamai. So somehow, that is why we are so fortunate that every day Prabhupada said, 
మార్నింగ్ భాగవతం అండ్ ఈవినింగ్ భగవద్గీత యూ మస్ మినిమం రీడ్ లిసన్ టు ద క్లాస్ అండ్ చాంటింగ్ హరి ఐ మీన్ ద ఎంటైర్ ప్రోగ్రామ్ విచ్ ఈస్ గివెన్ అస్ ద ఆర్తీస్ అండ్ యు నో ద బుక్ రీడింగ్ అండ్ discussion of scriptures and chanting and services and cooking prasadam i mean it's amazing can take us out of this complete you know bondage our identification with our body and mind and now here in this world, i mean vedabharata is specially giving emphasis to mind because everything starts with the i mean we control the mind even yoga is all about controlling the mind then everything is it's controlled so senses are automatically controlled and bhakti yoga is <coughs> not even ignoring the mind completely ignore the mind and simply think about krishna and his holy name that's why when prabhupada they asked prabhupada when you're chanting no mind is wandering prabhupada said you are chanting with your mouth and hearing with your ear where is the mind now where did the mind come you don't have to think uh, think of the mind just chant with your mouth uh, tongue and hear with your ear that's all mind will be conquered and also by eating prasadam the, the tongue that also helps in conquering the mind we know if you eat non prasadam very soon our consciousness goes down and we come you know thinking like a materialist and so tongue is very important in ignoring the mind and reaching out to krishna much okay. hari krishna questions or comments Hari Bol, yes? No, I stopped. I asked whether is there any questions or comments. Thank you so much, Mataji, for um, explaining in detail how a mind can be a big obstacle on the path of our devotional service and how, what is the best way to control the mind and the points that you mentioned, how we can... Uh, pray with the lala samain dainya mind how we can engage us in devotional service it was really really thorough and in detail thank you so much mataji if you have any questions or comments please um, go ahead hari krishna mataji thank you for all the special gopal as usual you are the last one so full of your uh, some scriptures from the past years as well as from your own realization so it makes the morning so blissful and the, the scriptural conclusions come with i mean go deep in the heart it's so nice about all the three parts of the prayers Uh, that you mentioned that also uh, struck me today so it's very nice uh, thank you mataji
anyone else would like to have any questions or comments or feedback, please uh, go ahead. If not, uh, we can conclude the session here, Mataji.